Have you ever been driving through your town and looked at the stores and restaurants as you're driving by and the names really pop out at you or they feel simple and safe and then one of them just really hits home and you go, what is the story behind that name? This week on Behind Every Story, we get to look into stories behind business names. What's up, everybody? My name is Jason, and this is Behind Every Story. If this is your first time with us, let me explain what's happening. I love stories, from comic books to films, songs to jokes, sitting around a campfire with a single person, to sitting in an audience being enveloped by a storyteller. I love hearing people's stories, and more so, I love learning about those stories. I'm the kind of person who will buy the DVD of a movie to watch the director commentary specifically. I want to learn how this came to be. So, what is storytelling? Storytelling is the social and cultural connection of sharing stories. Sometimes simple, sometimes embellished, sometimes even theatrical. Everyone has their own story and the paths chosen that led up to that story. Behind Every Story dissects and examines these concepts through my own life experiences and the lives of the guests I have on the show. This week, we're talking about business names and... Truth be told, this was one of the very first ideas I had when I was coming up with the show's concept because it's really intriguing to me hearing the story behind business names. So I own a company called Night Owls Media. We do video production, and that includes everything from wedding films to corporate videos, event coverage, yada, yada. This is not an advertisement, (laughs) but um, people often ask what our name means and there's a story to it the reason we chose the title or the name night owls media harks back to when i was in grad school for film i went to savannah college of art and design in savannah georgia and part of the reason i went there was because a friend had gone there and i wasn't learning the film aspects that i wanted to at my previous college So I wanted to go to a real film school. And by going there, I didn't have the money to do it. My parents helped me as much as they could. uh, But the grand majority of what I needed to spend to go to this school was coming out of my own funds. And not only did I take out student loans, but I had to work side jobs while I was going there. Now, if anyone has ever gone to film school, they're probably shaking their head right now because keeping a job while film school, while attending film school is very hard to do because not only are you working on your five or six films per quarter of classes, but then you're working on everybody else's films. Every day you are working on one or two films and it can be absolutely exhausting. But my mindset is if I was going to film school and I had all of these tools at my fingertips and everything I had, you know, to do professional filmmaking and I was paying for it, I wanted to soak up as much as I could. So while I was at film school, I really focused on honing my editing skills. And that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a film editor because that's where I felt uh, story 
is best told. Stanley Kubrick, a very famous uh, film director who did The Shining and Clockwork Orange, uh, 2001, Full Metal Jacket, which is one of my all-time favorite films, uh, Doctor Strangelove, uh, Lolita, Spartacus. The, the, the films just go on and on. But one of my favorite quotes of any filmmaker ever was his, is that he shoots to make a movie, but he doesn't know the story until he's in the editing room. So that really hit home to me. So the grand majority of my time at film school was spent in an editing lab. And I got to use these million dollar editing suites. And it was so cool. So I was in these editing suites as long as I could. I spent every free moment that I had in the editing suites. And often I would close down the building. So as much time as I could was spent at the editing suite, editing everything, editing uh, films from classes, editing little little fun stuff for myself, or just learning how to edit other things. And I wanted to really play with like film theory by doing this. But anyway, while I was in there, I spent gross amounts of time, and I would shut down the building every night when they closed at like three or four o'clock, and I would leave, and some nights I would go sleep in my car until classes started and the building reopened at 7. I would wake up, I'd go back in and either edit or go to class. So one of those days, the head of the film program was giving a tour to potential students, and he came in there while I was editing something, and he introduced me as the Night Owl of Hamilton Hall, uh, the, the film building. And that's how I was referred to because I was in there every night. So I took that nomenclature... And I carried that mentality with me that I was so determined to do good and be better and grow as an artist that I gave up other aspects like sleep to be better. So I took that idea and I ran with it. Uh, When I got out of film school, eventually I started my own business and I wanted to hark back to that mentality of staying up to get the job done right. And that became my slogan for the company. So we created Night Owls Media. And in the beginning, a lot of friends would recommend that I have videography or video or film in my title. But as a business owner, I wanted to grow more than that. I wanted to offer graphic design. I wanted to offer audio services. I wanted to offer all sorts of art that could be depicted as media. So I wanted to name something that could grow into. And that was another aspect is a lot of people recommend that you use your name for your business. But I have opinions about that. Uh, One, I believe if it's your name, you should always be the person involved with the actual production. And I knew at a younger age that eventually I'm going to get older and I'm not going to be able to be a part of every project. So I wanted to name something that could outlive my actual presence doing the production. So this week, I'm being joined by a couple very close friends, and we're going to discuss the story behind their business name. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will hear from Frank Grumeritz from another videography company, Turning Point Productions. And we're back. Our first guest today is Frank Grumeritz from Turning Point Productions. He is a videographer, cinematographer, who has a fun, interesting story behind the naming of his business. Now, Frank was recently on a documentary series with me, and I asked him this while we were recording the the interview with him. So the audio is done with lav mics on location. Let's take a listen. 
Uh, I own Turning Point Productions. We are a photo and video company, mostly uh, video. We, we started about 12 years ago. Uh, one man shop, you know, kind of thing. And then uh, kind of grew into, uh, you know, we, now we have multiple shooters. We, we handle multiple weddings. And then we added photography uh, a couple years ago. But our, our main focus is, is video. Uh, so what were you doing before you got into this? Before I got into this, I was actually a account executive for a subprime mortgage lender. Uh, and I remember at one time when I started the business, I remember thinking, you know, my, the, the mortgage business income is here and one day the video business will surpass that. And then, uh, as you may or may not be aware of in like 2008, that mortgage business went away completely. So I kind of had the decision to make, do I go find another job, which I did for a minute, you know, I like sold some mail machines and stuff like that, try to get some sales jobs. Uh, or do I jump in, grow the business? So, uh, I, I went full force into the business and then thankfully people enjoy what we do, <laughs> pass this along to friends and, and, and things like that. And over the years it grew and, and then now we're, we're, uh, I think we're in our 12th year. So, yeah. uh, turning point productions, mm -hmm. where does that name come from? So when, uh, so when I, when I first started, my buddy used to shoot wedding videos and, uh, we had kind of, you know, we went to school together. He's from Michigan. We both moved out here to go to film school and his name is John Turner. Uh, we don't speak anymore. <laughs> because we were partners in a, in a business and it, it yeah, you know, I'll leave out all the details of that, but, um, you know, we had, we had raised this capital and we were going to start this business and we were back and forth. We had a, a web designer working with graphic designer. Like we were, we were all out, you know, and, and we're kids and we really don't, neither one of us had started a business and, and we were going back and forth and, it was like one of those things where like there, there were so many options and so many cap you know, p opportunities that it literally came to the point to where our attorney who drafted up, you know, the LLC and which is like overdone for a video company, but you know, whichever at the time we thought that's what we were doing, that what we needed to do. And our accountant and our web designer, graphic designer was like, okay, everything's pretty much good to go. You need a name. Uh, we, had, we had a logo before we had a name. Really? And I was, I, he lived out in Arlington Heights and I, I was on my way out there and I was like, th that was our goal for that day. We were like, we're not leaving, you know, until we have a name and, um, his name being, so I, you know, I'm like Grammaritz, Turner, Grum, Turn, Turn, Grum, I'm like, this is none of this works. And so I got one, you know, thought led to the next. And I was thinking about like the storytelling aspect. I'm like, well, the turning point of a story would be, you know, your journey. And then that turning point would be a, a wedding, obviously. I mean, that's a huge turning point in your life. So it was a fresh idea, just popped in my head. I get out of the car, I run in there, I tell him, obviously his last name's Turner. So he's like, oh, love it. That's, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so we went with Turning Point and uh, yeah, oddly enough, uh, like the, the next day, a couple days after, you know, the website goes live and I'm like, 
I've hated it. I hated it the, like the day after. <laughs> I've hated it ever since. Um, but at the time, uh, there was a company called, I don't know if they're still around. They're called Essence. Mm. And, and they were one of the biggest things around. Yeah. I mean, they're a different kind of company, but, right. um, like, but, I mean, it shares its name with like a black magazine. Like, what does that have to do? Like essence oh, yeah. and vibe, yeah. you know, like, so we we're like, well, yeah, I guess a name really doesn't mean as long as it's not just some horrible, like God awful name. People don't care because you know, you Google turning point and it's like, there's a propeller company, I think in like Schaumburg or something. It's a damn good name. I go, yeah, company. they got, they got it there. Um, but then there's like a lot of like halfway houses and like alcohol anonymous kind of drug addiction stuff. And I'm like, sure. Cause that's what you want to be associated with as you know, you start this journey, your happy life is, you know, spouse abuse and <laughs> drinking problems, you know? So it's, it's got a, it's got a weird thing. If you, if you Google it, you'll, you'll see a lot of interesting options, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where it's, it's, it's not like, I wish it was like, you know, ah, we were outside and the clouds parted and like everybody wants it, especially as a creative, you want this grandiose idea behind it. But it was like, no, you guys, we like, we're, we're going to fire you as a client if you don't <laughs> figure out a name today you know what i mean so that's where it came from i'm talking with shar pizan from city girl events in chicago illinois shar thank you so much for joining us hey jason thanks so much for having me i'm super pumped Uh, So we're going to be talking about the story behind your company name, how it came to be and what it means. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. So um, my my first name, you know, in its entirety is Sharokina. But a lot of people are like, Shara, what? How do you (laughs) how do you say that? So um, when I started my business originally, it was events by Sharokina or people would say, what's her name? Um, and it's an Assyrian background and it's, you know, very rich in heritage and I love it. It's just not the easiest name. You don't see it every day. You never found my name on a keychain at the store. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so um, basically, um, I had the name for a while and I was just trying to think, how do I city, you know, like I, I wasn't thinking city girl. I said, how do I, how do I change it into something where if it wasn't just me doing it, you know, I could have other people work with me and and really encompass who I feel, not just my name. And so I was writing down different names of what I thought described me. So, um, you know, girl, city, you know, sassy, whatever, all the things that I thought, you stubborn, <laughs> all the things that I thought. And, you know, I, I kind of was just looking at names that could go to or words that could go together. And then I did actually at some point, you know, my husband is um, crazy in that he has like millions of books and I love them, but he never, and I love him, but he never reads all of them, but they're useful. And that day I was looking at logos and branding and I was just trying to get immersed into it. And then I left it alone and I went and jumped in the shower. 
you know, the best ideas come from the shower and you can't write them down. <laughs> so I was in the shower and I was shampooing, right? And it was like, you're getting that nice little, like um, the bubble, like the suds, right? And you know, that's mm-hmm. when you're getting it really clean. And all of a sudden I saw this flash in my head and it was City Girl. And it was like City Girl this and like events and lifestyle. And like the name just kept like coming up. And I had seen City Girl before, but it really like came together in my head in that moment. And I literally didn't, I don't even remember if I finished shampooing my hair, but I jumped out, grabbed a towel and I said, Steven, it's a brand. It's a brand. He's like, what? And I said, it's a brand. It's a thing. I've got it. And um, <laughs> and, and he goes, okay, just just. Finish, go go finish your shower. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> but that was that was City Girl, you know, and it was it was a fun moment looking back for sure. Well, you know, I think whether you live in the city or you are bo- you were born in the city or from in, from the city, there's a sense of who you are, like how you live, how you shop. You know, you're savvy. You're you know, you kind of have to deal with a lot of noise and a lot of construction and traffic, and you kind of have this little. Um, a little bit of backbone to you, if, if one can say. Um, nothing phases you, basically. The, the sirens, the lights, the noise. Um, so there's a little bit of like, you know, you've got some sass and some um, just like really like a different kind of energy. Um, you're you're used to like lots of different cultures and people and ideas and foods and music. And you're immersed into all of the energy and all of the beauty Um, And then when I came up with the name, I really wanted it to be one of two ways. Either you think of yourself as a city girl or you're going to hire the city girl to do it. So that's really kind of how that all came about. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you you taking the time for this. Thanks for having me, Jason. It was awesome. You rock. All right. Have a great day, Shark. Our next guest has spent over 25 years in the advertising world as a film and video editor, even working directly with Oprah Winfrey at Harpo Studios. Being nominated for two Emmys for editing has fueled him and his crafted promos, commercials, and sizzles for high-end clientele with his company, Phase 6 Productions. He's even the host of his own wildly popular podcast, Apple iPhone Daily. Please welcome Jeff Landsman. Hi. Hello, Jason. (laughs) <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's absolutely my pleasure. So your company, Phase 6, this is what I really want to learn about. What do you do with this and where did the name come from? Uh, well, I do what you mentioned in your amazing intro. I, I work on promos and commercials and sizzles. I work with small businesses. I work with huge uh, billion-dollar advertising agencies and it all it's it's really storytelling so uh you know it's uh through editing at 95% of what i personally do is editing and then i hire incredible cinematographers uh like this guy named Jason uh, <laughs> to work with me uh and i let you do your thing and i do my thing and and it's just been a gift it's been my dream to have my own company for a long time and uh and so that's what i do as far as the name goes, the, the second question you asked. Mm. This is a kind of an interesting story, Jason, because uh, way back uh, in 2015, when I was trying to come up with the name for the company, I, I had a terrible list of names. In fact, I, <laughs> you know, and then I had people dropping in ideas. Uh, my, my mother said, how about magical? 
like with a J, magical oh. with a J and L because it's Jeff Landsman. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, it's just so, it, you don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, it's just so, it's so bad. And then, uh, and then I had terrible ones that I came up with. I thought, oh, how about gel editing, like J E L, because my, my, uh, my daughter's name uh, starts with an L and my son's name starts with an E and I start with a J. Yeah. So I was like gel and you kind of things gel together when you're editing. So that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just was like, I just kept looking at it like, Oh, this is, this is horrible. It just, it doesn't, it's not cool. You kind of need like a, a vibe, right? It needs to have a ring to it. And so I, I was stuck, Jason, honestly, I, I had, um, you know, probably a list of 25 terrible names and my wife came downstairs and she said, how about phase six? Oh. And I was like, what, where, what, where did that come from? <laughs> like, what? I love it. And she said, you know, it's like, it just fits you and you're lucky number six. And, uh, and so I got to credit my incredible wife, Marla, for coming up with the name. Now there is a reason behind it. The reason is six. Yes. Is my lucky number. Uh, it's just been a, sort of one of those things where you look around and you see signs when things are going well. And I see sixes everywhere. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's the six, but that's not just that my son was born on six, six. Uh, I, this was, this is actually the sixth uh, place that I have edited in my professional career. So it literally is my phase six. Editing is sort of the sixth phase of uh, storytelling where you start with uh, concept through uh, with all the steps, concept, pre-production, production. I forget my list, but six, the six phases <laughs> editing, uh, and there's a bunch of different reasons, and it just it just fits. So uh, so that's sort of the that's sort of the how, how phase six was born. That's so cool that it just uh, came from another source instead of yourself. You know, most good things that have come into my life have sort of stemmed from my wife or my children or friends. You know, it's, you just have to uh, really be uh, lose your ego and kind of let go and listen when somebody has a suggestion. Now, they're not always good. Like when my mother says, how about magical? <laughs> you know, it's just like, but you have to be open to, uh, you know, the information coming from somewhere other than yourself. And so... Uh, you know, in this case, it was, it's really true. And I'm really proud of the name. That is really cool. Uh, now you had a separate company as well that you're starting up. Yes. So I have, I have a second company called, uh, it's a smaller company that's under the banner of phase six. So it's actually technically through phase six, but it's called montage 33. And, uh, and this company is, uh, will only be doing montages. So, uh, the kind of work that I personally do through phase six productions. And I work with super talented people like you and other graphics people and sound designers and so forth. Uh, that's sort of the large, big company montage 33 is only going to be doing montages for, you know, rehearsal dinners at weddings and bar mitzvahs and these kinds of things. That's all the company will do. And, uh, and I have some younger talent that I'll be working with, uh, with that company. And that name really, was uh, more practical. So actually, one of the things I learned over the years by doing podcasts, this is the fourth podcast that I'm doing now, we can get to that in a second. But uh, one of the things I learned is you really want to name something uh, specific to what it is. So Six Productions, at least it has productions in there. So you know, it's a production company. Uh, Right. I had some names for 
the montage company again that were sort of clever and different. And I thought, you know, let's just call it montage and put a number on it because I read somewhere uh, once in a business book that if you put a number on uh, something, people tend to remember it, which, you know, if you look around, you have Forever 21 and you have all these different uh, places that just have a, you know, Heinz 57 that tie a number to yeah. uh, that to, to the consumer really makes no sense, but you remember it. So I thought, you know, 33 is sort of six broken in two. So it's three and three. And uh, the 33 is sort of dropped below montage if you look at the logo. And uh, in doing that, it sort of establishes that this is the smaller company under the larger company. And uh, and really, it's not as clever, <laughs> but but it sure, <laughs> certainly says what it is, right? <laughs> we do montages. Yeah. I think that that's really smart. And and. <clears throat> In your professional opinion, by naming the having the two different companies with two separate names allows you to more specialize in different aspects. Yeah, absolutely. And there's two different clientele that I'm going after. It's they're very mm. different. I mean, phase six, yes, I will work with small business businesses. And actually, uh, you and I got to work on a project recently, and I'm working on that right now. And those are four people, and it's you know it's not as big of a job as the project I worked on over the weekend for a major alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Montage 33 is really more, you know, I kind of look at it like a, a service where uh, once the brand is established, when somebody needs a montage, hopefully they they will reach out to the company and say, yeah, this is what I need. And I'm currently offering one specific service through the company. Uh, over the next few years, the business plan is to expand that into two or three but they'll all be mm-hmm. montages. So, uh, so yeah, it's totally different clientele. So I didn't want to include the offering of montages under Phase Six Productions because two things happen when you do that. One, it just gets confusing. Clients are like, "Wait, what are you? You're you're in advertising, or you do montages for uh, you know rehearsal dinners? What is it that you what What do you do?" And uh, and two, you know, the big clients want to work with someone who's working on big stuff. And the smaller right. clients also work with that person, but they're also fine working with someone that the that person maybe has hired to uh, to work through the process that's been established. That's wild amount of positive and good information for people out there trying to start their own business. That is amazing, amazing. Thank you. So you have at this moment two hundred ninety four episodes of your own podcast with a full five star rating on. Apple podcast called Apple iPhone Daily. Can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? So uh, one of the things that I learned years ago, which, you know, I'm really impressed with the kind of person you are because you seem to follow this sort of same um, uh, set of rules, which is uh, you really should do what you love for a living if you can. But in addition to that, you should find a side project that keeps you creative, something that mm. that maybe has nothing to do with your main business or can overlap, but it just keeps you your creative juices going. Because uh, as you know, in the industry we're in, you'll get hit with three or four projects at once, and then there'll be a pocket of you know a little time where you're like, uh, I don't know what to do with myself, <laughs> and then it's crazy yeah. again, and and so. One of the things I've learned is don't take that time to just kind of like stare at the wall and wonder why, (laughs) you know, create, you know, be creative. So that was sort of the impetus. That's why I started podcasting years ago and I kind of found a love for it. And uh, and so as far as Apple iPhone Daily goes, it's my fourth 
show. Now, to go back to what we talked about earlier about bad names, the name, I had a show that was basically the beta for Apple iPhone Daily, and it was called Far From the Tree. And I never got more than 26 listeners to that show. And the, oh. the reason why is because it's too obscure. You know, I was like, I was so clever. It's called Far From the Tree. Like, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And we'll talk about uh, apple. Yeah, nobody cares. Like, no. I didn't you'll pick never, that right, up. And you'll never find it. You'll never go, oh, this must be about. And then it turns out there's a documentary called Far From the Tree that has nothing to do with oh. Apple stuff. And so I get tons of likes on the Facebook page for the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, just a badly named podcast. So so as far as Apple iPhone Daily goes, it, it's become pretty popular. Thank you. And the reason why is, again, in the title, it's called, you know what it is. It's Apple iPhone mm-hmm. Daily. You can find it. It's a daily show. Uh, I do it five days a week. It goes out at 6 a.m. every day. Uh, yes, I pre-record a lot of the shows. Uh, but the reason I love doing it is because it's uh, another just sort of creative outlet. And I get to kind of be the sort of crazy, amped up, silly version of myself. So it's mm-hmm. me, how you and I are talking now, but it's me like, you know, almost the, it's, I wouldn't, I don't want to compare myself to Stephen Colbert because he's a genius and I'm just a lowly podcast guy, <laughs> but you know how he used to do like sort of an amplified version of himself on the Colbert report. Yeah. It's the same idea. It's just, you know, if you listen to that show, it's going to be like, hey, welcome to Apple iPhone Daily. My name is Jeff Landsman. You know, it's that energy. Right. And it's, I, I totally get that. Yeah. And it's just there really to set people off with a little bit of Apple fun every day. It goes out at 6 a.m. I've gotten phenomenal feedback. A lot of people listen to it in their shower. I mean, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, they're just wow. like, this is my shower show because each episode's around five to eight minutes or so. So it's kind of the perfect length for someone to kind of, Tune in, listen to it, and then it's over. Uh, that's another thing I learned from my previous podcasts, that if if you you either want to do something that's long and filled with rich content, if you're interviewing someone, like in your case, or if it's just you at a mic, it's really kind of better to do a shorter show and do more episodes because it gives mm. uh, listeners a chance to tune in more often. And I love that you have the demographic of a shower podcast. That's a <laughs> shower and travel. Wildly it's shower specific. and travel. It's, that's what I hear. Some people <laughs> listen on the uh, on the L or you know in the train, subway, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it's listened to around the world at this point. I mean, it's been that this has been out for a little over a year, year, year and a few months. And uh, yeah, I looked at the statistics, and it it is. It's all over the world. People in Australia are listening. They're listening in the Middle East. They're listening uh, in so South cool. America. It's just, I don't know how they're finding it. Uh, I don't have any listeners in Japan yet, but it's just like goals. Yeah, sir. goals. Hashtag exactly. goals. So anyway. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I really appreciate your knowledge and your input and your story. Well, I'm a big fan of Jason, you. And so uh, <laughs> it's, it's my pleasure to actually come on by and uh, join you on your podcast. Make sure you check out Jeff Lansman's podcast, Apple iPhone Daily. Find it on your favorite podcast app or make sure you go to Apple Podcasts because, you know, that's what he's talking about. So be a part of the revolution. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Jason. Have a great day, Jeff. Thank you. I always feel that some of my favorite stories are the ones that really come out of nowhere 
when I'm standing in line at Jewel and I'm asking the clerk, uh, how's your day going? And I learn about something of their history. It makes me feel a little more connected to the world. So always be sure to be on the lookout or the listen out because sometimes those cool stories can seemingly come out of nowhere. Do you own a business or have some cool story behind a business name? Send us your own audio story to behindeverystory at gmail.com. We would love to hear it. Great stories can be universal, or sometimes they can even be close to home. Great storytellers make the world a smaller and more intimate place. Thanks to all the great storytellers out there, big and small. And thank you so much for joining us here on Behind Every Story. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your favorite podcast streaming app or sharing our podcast to your friends and family or even just random people. I think that's more fun, too. We love to connect with others and hear what you have to say. And thank you so much for our guest this week, Frank Grumeritz from Turning Point Productions, Sharokina Pazan from City Girl Events, and Jeff Landsman from Phase 6 Productions. I'm your storyteller, Jason Osterkamp, and it's been a pleasure sitting around the campfire with you. Join us again next week on Behind Every Story. That sounded like super NPR. <laughs>